Maison de Velourois, makers of the finest French-style wines in California, are proud to present the Q Footsteps Audio Theatre. Maison de Velours, American wines with the exquisite taste of a Parisian adventure. Treat your guests to a European getaway while staying at home with Maison de Velours. Good evening. I am your host, Mr. Stigeon. I hope you're ready for a white-knuckle adventure because we have a doozy tonight. An episode I'm calling... The Devil and the Id. Let's start with a word. Kismet. It's a hypothetical force of personified power that determines the course of future events. That's what the dictionary says. But what if it isn't hypothetical? What if someone really could dictate the future by their will alone? And what if they didn't know they could do it? Roger Putnam had that power... You wouldn't guess he did. Roger was one of the nice guys, an architect with a lovely wife and a small but equally lovely home. He never attended a poker game, never went to the bar after work with the boys, always rode the bus to and from work. It was one of his commutes home that changed Roger Putnam forever. Uh, yeah, this letter is fine, Kathy. Just type it up and I'll sign it. Yes, sir. It is okay if I do that tomorrow. It's five o'clock already. It's five already, huh? Oh, time flew today. Go on, get out of here. I'm sure you have a hot date. (laughs) Yes, with my cat. I've given up on men. For now. You go back to dating when you get bored with the cat. Hey, Raj! I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this already. But uh, the guys from Legal are heading down to Flannery's for a beer or two. (laughs) And they asked if you'd join us. Uh, thanks, but I need to get home. Nancy's trying her hand at uh, Beef Wellington tonight. Oh, to have a little missus like that. I love home cooking. (laughs) I can't even boil water. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Kathy, you don't happen to be a home chef, do you? Mm, even if I was, I'd never tell you, Kirk. Ooh, a feisty one. The best kind. <laughs> Too bad there's a no-dating policy here. Otherwise, we'd be having a very different conversation. Mm, no, we wouldn't. May I be excused, Mr. Putnam? Of course. See you tomorrow. You really need to change your methods, Kirk. It's been my experience that women do not like to be conquered. Oh, are you telling me you didn't knock your wife on the head with a club and drag her back to your cave? (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't need to. One of her favorite things about me is my respect for her. Try it sometime. Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Oh, you better run. You wouldn't want to be disrespectful to her by being late. Ah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be a sad, lonely man drowning my sorrows every night in a bar, either. Good night. That guy. Ah, darn, there goes my bus. 
Now I bet I can still catch it if I cut through the alley to the next block. was that noise? There's a green glow? Uh, ah! Ah! So, I told Linda that Bob was being completely unreasonable, asking her to prepare a whole weekend's worth of meals for him and his hunting friends on top of all her other chores, and not even being invited on the trip. Uh, Raj, honey, are you even listening to anything I'm saying? Huh? Nancy! How did I get here? How did, how did you get here? What, what kind of question is that? I, j I just... I... I don't remember... Coming home. Oh, oh, my head. Oh, sweetheart, I knew you were working too hard. Why don't you go lie down on the sofa and I'll set up the TV tray with your dinner? No, 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 I'll stay here. You put so much effort into making something special, I don't want to ruin it. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. Oh, oh, it's absolutely delicious. Mm. <laughs> I'm so glad you like it. I was worried it was too dry. Nah, not at all. Mm. Mm -mm. So, so, so what's this about Linda? Oh, never mind. It was just me griping. Now, you're much more important right now. Something must have happened at work today to make you so stressed. What was it? Uh, uh, nothing really. I, I got the final approval on the Anderson project and a nice attaboy from the boss. I did tell off Kirk just before I left. <laughs> I'm sure he deserved it. Oh, he's such a jerk. Oh, I still haven't forgiven him for trying to proposition me at last year's Christmas party. Yeah, this time he tried to proposition my secretary. Mm. He tries it again. I might have to bring it up with Brad. I hope you do. Are you sure you're okay, Raj? You look kind of green. Green? Green. There was a green light. Okay, that does it. You're going to lie down right now. I'm going to call the doctor. You're obviously coming down with something. No, 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 don't call the doctor. It's just a headache. I must have dozed off on the bus, that's all. I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine in the morning. At least let me get you some aspirin. Uh, thanks. I'll go lay on the couch and turn on the television. Maybe there's a funny show on. crews are still looking for survivors and the answer as to how this disaster happened. To repeat, the Ludlow building, the tallest building in Queen City, mysteriously collapsed less than an hour ago. No explosion or fire was reported. According to one witness, it simply collapsed. We will bring you updates as they become available. In the meantime, we return you to the program already in progress. The Ludlow building collapsed. Well, why do I feel like I know that already? But how could I? That green light. Uh, Here's the aspirin. Uh, Roger! Roger, you're white as a sheet. What's wrong? There was just a, a news bulletin. The Ludlow building collapsed. It collapsed? How? how, how why? They don't know. It just did. Nancy, Flannery's is 
was on the ground floor of the Ludlow building. So? That's where Kirk and most of the legal department went for drinks tonight. They wanted me to go with them, but I didn't want to be late for dinner. They, they must have all been crushed. I've never been so glad that you're a faithful husband, sweetheart. Yeah. I still can't believe it. It just fell down. Even crazier, only one person died. Kirk was an awful person, but I would never wish something like that on him. What do you think happened, Mr. Putnam? As one of the best architects in town, you must have some idea. I don't. I've never heard of a building like that just imploding, even one made with inferior materials. Oh, God, my headache is coming back. Headache? Yeah, I got a nasty one on the way home last night. So bad that I still can't remember the trip home. <laughs> Nancy's supper, a pair of aspirin, and a good night's sleep got rid of it, but... Oh, oh, I can feel it coming on again. I've got some aspirin in my purse. I'll go get you some. Thanks, Kathy. You're a lifesaver. Mr. Grant! Oh, yes, Mr. Putnam is in. Ah, Putnam. Good morning. I'm sure you've heard about this Ludlow business. Yes, it's a real puzzle, Brad. I've never heard of a building just collapsing before. Neither have I. You're going to solve the puzzle. What do you mean? The governor just called me. He wants our firm to examine the rubble and determine the cause of the collapse. He considers us to be the finest architectural firm in the state. And I consider you to be our finest architect. If anyone can find the answer, it's you. Oh, but Brad, I just got the okay on the Anderson project. And it really should be a structural engineer who inspects the Ludlow, not, not an architect. The Anderson project can wait a couple of days. I'll talk to Mr. Anderson. When I tell him the reason for the delay, he'll be fine with it. As for a structural engineer, he'll be there. So will a squad of construction experts. The governor wants an expert from every aspect of building erection to be in on this. Uh, fine. I just hope it doesn't take too long. Even if Anderson is okay with the delay, we need to get moving quickly. He already has tenants lined up. Mm, two days, three at the most. Say, are you okay? You look a little... a little pale. Uh, headache. And it seems to be getting worse. Here's some aspirin, Mr. Putnam. And a glass of water. Ah, forget the aspirin, Kathy. Have my secretary call my doctor, Dr. Stevenson, and get him to squeeze Roger in right away. Yes, sir. Now, Stevenson's a wizard. I swear, he could cure a gloomy day. He'll have something to set you straight, I guarantee. Thanks, Brad. I hope you're right. I feel like my skull's being crushed. Mm. He will. When you're finished with him, go right to the collapse site and get started. Or the governor will be crushing both our skulls. Well, you don't have a fever, Mr. Putnam, and your sinuses seem clear. Let me check your throat. Say, ah, please. Ah. Uh, no redness or swelling. When did you start getting these headaches? Came on last night, just as I was leaving the office. It was so bad I don't remember going home. I hadn't had a single headache before that since... Since? Since Italy. 1944. I was just a few feet away when a mortar landed. Lost my hearing and my sight for days. I was lucky. Quite a few others lost everything, if you know what I mean. I know too well. 
I was Navy, Pacific Rim. Have you been having any nightmares lately? No. I haven't thought about that time at all in a while. Put it all behind me. You can't put it all behind you. Not completely. It's possible your subconscious has been holding it back for you for all this time and is now weakening. That would certainly cause headaches. I know an expert in this area, Miss Anne-Marie Falstaff. She's a psychotherapist who works with veterans. I strongly suggest, I urge you to make an appointment right away. I'll go when I can. I, I'm really busy. This can't wait. Trust me, I've seen many of these cases. I can make the appointment for you. I have a professional relationship with Miss Falstaff. Uh, all right. If you think it's that important, okay. Only... Please make it for later this afternoon. I've been assigned to examine last night's catastrophe, and that really can't wait. Understood. I'll get you an appointment for four. Her office is on Pine Street, 513. Just go. She'll be expecting you. I have some prescription strength painkillers in-house. Give this note to the nurse at the front desk, and she'll give them to you. 513 Pine, 4 o'clock. Thanks. scene as soon as we can. We're being told that the firemen have just reached the location. The fire that oh, started on the first floor has What's now reached on, the nurse? second and third. Oh, it's just awful. A big hole opened up right in the middle of town. It swallowed buildings, people, vehicles. They don't know how many people were killed, but they're thinking maybe even hundreds. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry about the radio. I don't ever listen to it during patient hours. But when a nurse from the practice across the hall came and told me what happened, I had to hear for myself. No need to be sorry. I'm glad you have it on. So I could hear the story, too. Another catastrophe with no obvious cause. So strange. Excuse me? Sorry, just thinking out loud. Uh, Dr. Stevenson told me to give you this. Oh, wait just a minute, Mr. Putnam, and I'll get them for you. We now have our man on the scene, Hal Peters. Hal, are you there? Yes, I'm here. And this is Hal Peters reporting live from the scene. For those just tuning in, a massive hole has opened up at Lexington and School Streets. It has swallowed several buildings, as well as cars, trucks, taxis, transit buses, people. The devastation is indescribable. I've never seen anything like it. Sir? Sir? Were you here when it happened? Uh, uh... Yeah, I was in a barber shop over there getting a shave. We, we was discussing baseball when all of a sudden there was a really loud rumble and, and everything started shaking. We, we ran out to see what was going on. There was a weird green light. And then the ground, the ground over there just, well, I guess you could say it collapsed. It was as if someone pulled the tub plug, you know? It happened so fast that no one could get there to help. We ran over as soon as the shaking stopped, but it, it, was, it was too late. Weird green light. No, it, it couldn't be. Here are the painkillers, Mr. Putnam. <gasps> Mr. Putnam, you're as white as a sheet. Are you okay? Maybe you should go back to the doctor. No, no, I, I'm okay. Just shocked. Thanks. Uh, goodbye. That green light they saw. Was it the same green light? If so, why? 
Why is all of this happening? A building collapsing? And a big hole in the middle of town are enough to give anyone a headache. Ooh, I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. I'm not seeing any green lights, though. Roger Putnam gets headaches and green lights. Should I be jealous or relieved? What does it all mean, anyway? While I ponder those questions, ponder how wonderful a glass of Maison de Valor Sauvignon Blanc would be right now. It would be wonderful, Mr. Stygian. The Sauvignon Blanc grapes grown in the California vineyards of Maison de Velour produce a light, crisp wine that dances on your tongue. Perfect for cheese courses, or as a companion to fish, or even just by itself as you relax after a long day. Maison de Velour Sauvignon Blanc. Maison de Velour Sauvignon Blanc. The versatile wine for a versatile lifestyle. Our architect friend with the headaches, Roger Putnam, has calmed his throbbing cranium somewhat with the medicine given to him by Dr. Stevenson and has arrived at the Ludlow Building, or what's left of it, to help discover the reason for its collapse. The site is swarming with engineers, firemen, reporters, and an odd young woman. Mr. Putnam, there you are. Gary Tomlinson, Department of Buildings and Construction. We, we spoke on the phone many times, but I, I don't think we've ever met. Oh, right. Uh, nice to finally meet you. I just wish it was in better circumstances. Yeah, you and me both. A real tragedy, this. Tragic and puzzling. We still have a long way to go, but so far I haven't found even a hint to a clue of what happened here. It was a granite building. No sign of stress fractures in the stone? Not a one. The primary beams that we've pulled out have all been sound. I have sent samples to be tested of the concrete in the foundation, the beams, and the granite. Do you have the blueprints? I do, over in this old bus that we set up as our headquarters. Follow me. Wow. I didn't get a really good look until now. I've never seen a building so completely demolished. Not even when it was done on purpose. Neither have I. It's as if a, a giant hand crushed it. The way the stone is broken up into such small pieces, and, and the beams have been all twisted out of shape. I, I, I just don't get it. There's another thing that's odd about it. Oh? What's that? The way it collapsed. According to witnesses in Flannery's, one piece of the ceiling fell first with no warning right on the only victim. Then the lights started to flicker. The bartender got all of his patrons out and the building super who just happened to be there because he'd forgotten his cigarettes and had gone back to get them, got everyone in the upper floors out. The instant everyone was on the sidewalk, boom, the whole place comes down. As if the building waited for the people to be safe. Yeah, just like that. Eerie. Positively eerie. So here are the blueprints. Nothing special here, just a standard building that was planned and built about 35 years ago. Uh, the Spencer and Howard firm drew them, and they were one of the best of the time. Yeah, I, I, I know. Richard Spencer was a guest professor when I was in grad school. I've learned a lot from him. 
You're right. There's nothing of particular interest here. Certainly nothing to indicate a flaw. I wish I could compare them to the actual building, but I can tell from here there's not enough left. Hey, what is she doing there? Who? Oh, jeez, there's a woman standing in the middle of the rubble. How'd she get there? I don't know, but we better get her out of there before she gets hurt. Hey! Hey, you, miss! It's too dangerous for anyone to be in there! What? How on earth did I get here? Help me, please! Help! Here you go. Back on solid ground. You look a little shaken up. Maybe I should call for an ambulance. No, no, I'm fine. Really, I... I just need to sit for a minute. Bet you could use some water. Is there any on site? Sure, I'll go get some. Thank you for rescuing me. This is going to sound crazy, but I have no idea how I got in there. I was over on Elm Street running errands. Next thing I know, I'm standing on what's left of a bar top. Yeah, it does sound crazy, but it also sounds familiar. You didn't... You didn't happen to see a green flash just before you changed locations. A green flash? No. But come to think of it, I do remember... I do seem to remember a kind of purple glow. Yeah, it was coming from the alley next to Beckham's toy store. I thought some, maybe some kids were playing with some new gizmo. And I started walking to the alley to see, and ended up here. Do you know what's going on, mister? Putnam. Uh, Roger Putnam. Rena Maris. I wish I could say it was a pleasure to meet you, but considering the circumstances... Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't. Uh, look, this is gonna sound just as crazy, but I... I think you may have been sent to see me. Sent to see you? I don't understand. I don't either. But maybe between the two of us we can figure it out. Ah! Oh, my head! Ugh. What's wrong, Mr. Putnam? Do you need a doctor? No, I, I need a radio. Quick, come to my car with me. You'll understand. interrupt this program to bring you the breaking news. Less than an hour ago, the Tillman Dam developed a large crack. Workers were desperately trying to repair it when suddenly the crack started to close. State officials have ordered in experts to determine if the dam is safe. In the meantime, they are ordering anyone who lives in the path of the dam to evacuate immediately, just in case. We will bring you updates as soon as we have them. The dam burst. And you knew it happened. How? I, I, I didn't know the dam burst, not specifically. I just knew that something bad happened. This is going to sound completely fantastic, but ever since I saw that green light last night, I've been getting headaches. And every time I've gotten a headache, there's been a catastrophe. I could truck off one or even two. It was just weird coincidences, but not three. And you agree. I know you do. But I didn't get a headache. If anything, I had a rush of a kind of peaceful feeling when I saw the purple glow. Why would you think I'd understand your problem? Because you saw a strange light and found yourself in a place where you hadn't been ten seconds earlier. And you have no idea how you got there. Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute, he saw the dam cracked. Then the crack started to fill back in, right? Yes, he did, but... <sighs> Don't you see? Green light, purple light, pain, pleasure, destruction, healing. I'm being used to destroy. You're being used to repair. Used? By who? I have no idea. I have no ideas about any of it, just feelings and headaches. Oh, who knows? Maybe it's all in my head. Hey, maybe Miss Falstaff can figure it out. She's a psychotherapist. My doctor was arranging for me to see her today. Would you come to the appointment with me? If, if it's just me telling the story, she might send me to the funny farm. Two people are harder to refute. Oh, no. No, no, I can't. I can't get involved in something like this. Oh, it's hard enough for me. My husband left me for a chorus girl. He said I was too nice. I had to beg my boss for a job. No one else would hire me because I'm a divorcee. If he found out I'd been seeing strange lights or having blackouts, I'd be fired for sure. He, he won't. I, I promise. I, I never tell anyone and doctors are required by law to keep their mouths shut. Please, come with me. Please. It may mean my life. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just can't. I need to go. Goodbye, and good luck. If you change your mind, the appointment's at 4, 513 Pine Street. Good afternoon. Jim Masterson here with the WJH News. There has been another incident in the series of devastating collapses in Queen City. Less than an hour ago, the Emerson Avenue Bridge buckled. Cars were stopped on it because of an accident on the east end that blocked all lanes of traffic. Thanks to the police, already unseen, as well as a pair of off-duty firemen, all cars were moved off the bridge before it fell completely. Experts will examine the ruins to see if they can find a cause for the collapse of the bridge which had just been inspected last week and deemed sound. We will bring you updates as soon as we have them. In other news, there have been reports of a brand new building collapsing in Boston. Thank you for seeing me on such short notice, Miss Falstaff. You're welcome, Roger. Walter, Dr. Stevenson, gave me a little of your history. Did you suffer any other injuries in the war besides the temporary loss of sight and hearing? Uh, uh, shrapnel wounds. None of it went deep, but there was a lot of it. I don't think the headaches I'm getting now are war-related, though. Oh? What do you think is causing them? Uh, I, I don't know exactly. This is going to sound completely crazy. But I think they have something to do with all the weird things going on. What do you mean? Since last night, I've gotten several severe headaches that come on very suddenly and leave almost as quickly. Every time I get one of these headaches, a building has collapsed, a dam has burst, or a bridge is broken. I, I had a slightly milder one a while ago. According to the news on the radio, a building in Boston fell. I see. And you believe that you and your headaches are the cause of the catastrophes. I don't know for sure, but I can't help but feel that I am. 
I'm not the only one who's been affected. A, a, a woman appeared at the Ludlow building this afternoon out of thin air. She had no idea how she got there. I asked her to come here to corroborate my story, but uh, she refused. Mm, do you know where she is now? No. Uh, you think I'm nuts, don't you? No, not at all. Your story is a little far-fetched, I will admit. But if it was me, I'd be wondering about the coincidences, too. I think it all has something to do with the green light. Green light? Last night, I took a shortcut through the alley near my office to catch my bus. There was a flash of a green light. Next thing I knew, I was sitting at the dinner table with my wife. I had no recollection of getting home. What do you remember about the green light? Just that it was there. If I saw where it was coming from, I don't remember it. You don't think I imagined it, I take it? No, I don't think you imagined it. So what was it? What's going on? I don't know for certain. Perhaps the green was the reflection of a traffic light. You saw the reflection as you slipped and fell while you were running for your bus. You were knocked out, but managed to complete your trip. It is possible to complete tasks in a semi-conscious state, and in that state the green light became significant. Did Dr. Stevenson check for a concussion? Yeah, he said he didn't see anything wrong. No? Then it must be something else. One moment, please. I think you are correct. Yes, of course. You didn't dial a number. You're very observant. No, I didn't. A colleague of mine is in the next room. I asked him to be here just in case. I'd like to get his opinion. He'd better not be from a mental institution. I'm not crazy. No, he's not. And no, I don't think you're crazy. He won't either. Roger, this is Colonel John Waverly. Colonel Roger Putnam. Sir! That is Putnam. I, I'm confused. What could an army colonel have to do with my problem? Possibly. Plenty. Where did you see the, uh, green light? How did you... Uh, intercom. Answer the question. I saw it in the alley behind my office building, 4th and Elm. And before you ask, no, I didn't see the source, or if I did, I don't remember it. All I remember is kind of an eerie glow. Uh, you wouldn't have seen the source. They don't reveal themselves. They? They who? Why, why is this green light suddenly so important? Ah, oh, that's classified, I'm afraid. I need you to come with me. Now. Go with you? Where? What's this all about? I can't tell you any of that. You... You just need to come. Oh, no. I'm not going anywhere with you. Not without answers. Sergeant Putnam! I'm not a sergeant. Not anymore. I don't think I have to obey your orders, Colonel Waverly. Whatever you and your army think, I'm not having any part of it. Mr. Putnam, Roger, he's not here to hurt you. He's here to help. Sure he is. To help himself, that is. Nothing doing! Something bad is happening. I'm sure of it. I gotta get to Nancy and get the two of us to a place where they can't find us. She's in as much danger as I am. Where should we go? No time to think about that. Just run! Roger! You're home early. Ro Roger, what's wrong? Everything. No time to explain now. You need to pack a, as fast as you can, warm clothes, and a raincoat. We'll probably be outside for a long time. Pack? O outside? Wh wh Please what? don't what? stop to ask now. Just do it. They'll be here any minute, and we can't let them catch us. Go! I'll pack food and water. Please, go, honey. Our lives are at stake. 
forget a can opener or the sterno. Water, too. Get these empty milk bottles will do the trick. Oh, another headache. Roger? Roger, please let me in. Uh, Rena, how did you find me? I don't know. I just knew to come here. You need to get out, now. I know. A colonel from the army just tried to take me away. Yeah, he wants you too, I'm sure. You need to get out of this house. That peaceful feeling? You were right. I'm keeping the house together as best as I can, but I can't hold it for long. We were just about to leave. You'd better come with us. Ro- Roger, who is this woman? This is Raina. She's, she's a victim, too. Are you packed? I guess. A a victim. Of what, Roger? What is going on? Get out of the car with your stuff, then. Quickly, I'll be there in a minute. Irina, go with her. I'll explain once we're safe, I promise. Take the whole block. Go! Roger, what's going on? You're safe, for now. I don't know what's going on, Nancy. Not exactly. All I know is that since last night I've gotten a bunch of headaches, and every time I get one, something bad happens. I went to Brad's doctor this morning. He sent me to a shrink. She had an army colonel waiting to take me to parts unknown. I not so politely refused. An army colonel wanted to take you away? Just because of a bunch of headaches? I don't get it. I I really don't understand what she's doing here. I don't understand it myself. I only know that since this morning, I've had waves of what I can only describe as this overwhelming peace come over me at the same time the catastrophes happen. It feels like someone or something takes over my body during those times. That's how I feel too. Colonel Waverly knew about the green light. Maybe it's part of a military experiment. Rena, where exactly were you when you saw the purple light? I told you. I was in the alley by the toy store. Hey, that's the alley by my office. We need to get to that alley. Now! I'm sorry I dragged you into this, Nancy. I have a feeling it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I hate the idea you might be in danger. It's okay, honey. I want to be with you no matter what. But is it safe for any of us to go to that alley? They, they could be waiting for you. I kind of hope they are. I want explanations. And I want all of this to stop. I don't see Waverly anywhere. Is there anyone in the alley? I don't see anyone. Okay. Let's duck in, quick and quiet. Follow me. I don't see anything special in here. Uh, There are a couple of garbage cans, litter, some old wooden pallets, but that's it. Maybe it's not easy to see. Uh, Now, where was I when I saw the light? Uh, About here, I think. I was here. I remember that little white paint splash. I don't see anything else, though. How about you, Roger? No, but I'm sure we're on the right track. Wait. There's a line around these cobbles on the ground. A line that looks like the edge of an opening. What? I I don't... Oh! Oh, I see it now! 
It does look like a door of some kind. What do you think it is, Rena? Rena? Roger? She's gone! Oh no. Rena? Rena, where are you? Hopefully she saw something and decided to investigate. We don't have time to look for her. Help me try and get this door open. Oh! Uh, oh! oh you need something to pry it with. Maybe one of those pallets has a board thin enough. I'll look. Stop right there, Putnam, and put up your hands. You're surrounded. Oh, Roger! Why, Waverly? Why me? And why is all this happening? Why you? That I don't know. They do the choosing, and, and they chose you. Who chose me? We... We don't know. We only know they're... They're evil. We received a warning that whoever it is plans to destroy humans and take possession of our world. We discovered that they're using human conduits to do their dirty work. You're one of those they picked. The only way to defeat them is to annihilate that conduit. No, you can't. It's the only way. Now, get out of the way, Mrs. Putnam, or we'll be forced to have you join your husband in eternity. Killing me won't help, Waverly. We'll just pick somebody else. And the next time they might choose someone who is a lot harder to find. There have been others. We caught all of them. We've tried every method available to try and remove the interference from the victims with no success. The only way to eradicate the invader is, unfortunately, to eradicate the host. Now, this is the last time I'll warn you, Mrs. Putnam. Step aside. You're wrong. Colonel Waverly, there is another way to defeat the invaders. Rena, you came up through the hole in the ground. How? And where have you been? I have been getting the truth. You can't fight this with your weapons, Colonel Waverly. You can never win. They have powers you can't even begin to understand. Never mind defeat. How can we defeat them, Rena? Rena! Your... Your face. It's... Changed. I will defeat them with my power back. Back away, Colonel Waverly, and tell your man to stand down. Your firearms are useless. Mrs. Putnam, Nancy, please go with the Colonel. I will keep both Rena and Rogers safe. Tyka, you have come far to a place of little consequence. Why? You know why, Karis. This tiny planet is actually of much consequence to you, as it would make the perfect military outpost. We cannot allow you such a thing. Your attempts to dominate the galaxy stop now. Oh, but Taika, it's just one small galaxy. No, Karis. I am strong now, and I have many followers. We will dominate. And then you will destroy each other as you fight to dominate each other. Hundreds of races will be killed in vain. No. We are the strongest, and our ways are the right ones. You will be defeated right now. Roger! No fear. He lives. Karis and his people are gone from this place forever. We will make sure this is so. 
Good old Waverly. I suggest you learn the lesson I gave here. Violence has no place in the universe. Remove it from your world before you destroy it. We will be watching. Nancy! I'm here, sweetheart. Are you feeling better? Uh, yeah. Where's Rena? Rena? Who's Rena? You know, Rena. Wait. What am I doing in the hospital? You really don't remember. The doctor said you might not. Now you got hit by a car right by your bus stop. Witnesses said it looked like the car aimed for you. The driver sped away before anyone could stop them. Hit by a car? Then our house is okay? The Ludlow building didn't collapse? Our house is fine. As for the Ludlow building, I don't know how you could have possibly known, but it did collapse last night. The gas line exploded. I'm afraid one of your co-workers was killed. Someone named Kirk, I'm sorry. The Ludlow building exploded. Hey, call the nurse, would you? I feel a headache coming on. I think he's going to need more than a couple of aspirin, don't you? I hope there aren't any green lights anywhere near his hospital room or we could all be in trouble. There's a story that involves the color green in a most deliciously sinister way. Oh, but I'll save that for another time. This is Mr. Stygian wishing you a good night and pleasant dreams. If you can. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Devil and the Id, another thrilling episode from the Q Footsteps Audio Workshop, brought to you by Maison de Velour. Maison de Velour, American wines with the exquisite taste of a Parisian adventure. Treat your guests to a European getaway while staying at home with Maison du Velour. Tonight's cast included Lauren Bomballer, Lisa Fredrickson, Val Coons, Max Levine, Mike Luce, Richard Tatum, and Keith Wright. Story by Val Coons. Sound patterns by Val Coons. This has been a Q Footsteps production. Do yourself a favor and stay home without the Maison de Valor. <laughs> it tastes like a Parisian foot. Maison de Leather. It tastes like La Lampcha. What's wrong, Mr. Putnam? Do you need a doctor? Uh, no, I need to find my line. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we are. Okay, sorry. Much. All right. Because mm -hmm. it was in Russian.